125 of the All the Books show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. Nick? Yeah. This is episode 125. That's great. Staying alive. Woo! Did you just think of that? Because that's really good. Yeah. Just rolls right off the tongue. Didn't plan that before before I pressed record at all. You didn't think about that at the time. That's great. 125 feels like a milestone. Anything ending in a zero or five, I guess. Yeah. Our culture likes to say is a milestone. Yeah. But It'd be an anniversary issue if it was a comic book. Yeah, that's true. They'd make a big old yeah. deal out of it. Spectacular issue, 125. Yeah. I yeah. get it. I Nick's get it. darkest secret revealed. Have you? Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. You better hope not. Because my darkest secret, it's about you. Really? That crime I helped you cover up. Oh, geez. And now it's going to be revealed. Now, Here we go. They're going to hold off until at least 135 to really makes reveal sense. that twist. That makes sense. Yeah. Tease it now and then. Yeah. It, it pays later. off. Yeah. It's a mystery. <laughs> perfect. Have you learned anything doing 125 consecutive weeks of a podcast with me? Whew. That 125 consecutive weeks is a lot longer than it sounds. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Well, today uh, we're starting a new year. And we're starting a new slate of book clubs, and we even have a brand new book club. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking all things book club, our experience with book clubs, some of our favorite book clubs, and what we've yeah. got coming on this year. Yeah. It's going to be fun times. Are we both going to cheat and just admit it that it's Oprah's book club? No. Oh. No. Jonathan Franzen would never forgive us for that. <laughs> so we can't We can't possibly. Do you think Jonathan, Jonathan Franzen is a forgiving person? I don't know. Some people are very forgiving, and you can slight them in terrible ways and like, look, I'm sorry. I'll tell you. But do you think Jonathan Franz is like, nothing you ever say will get hmm. rid of this hurt? It's possible. Right. Well, as we discussed in our episode about authors we want to meet, I really like his books. I don't think he and I would get along so well. Yeah, so sure. I don't know. Nothing against uh, old Johnny Franz, as I call him, yeah. but yeah, who knows? It's hard to say. It's been a long time since we've recorded last we recorded yeah, last. It really has. Uh, feels like almost two weeks at this point. Yeah, your Christmas not, tree used not to. Quite. Uh, no, I guess the Christmas tree is still the same. Yes, today. the Christmas tree is still here, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> Today's the last day, though. So is this enjoy a real it. tree? Soak it up. This is a fake tree. It is as fake as can be. Yeah, yeah. but it looks That's great. Good it looks you, great from the road. You do have a lot of uh, wires. Oh, yeah, and like a lot of electrical surge cords. protectors. Certainly, I do. Certainly, I do. Well, I've read quite a bit in this gap. Some uh, stupid, some good. How about you? You read the stupids? Yeah. Have you, did you do a lot of reading over the holidays? Uh, no, I traveled a lot on the holidays. Oh, okay. Well, I read a whole slew of graphic novels, so how about I just tell you those quickly? I mean, I read some stuff. Uh, well, yeah, you can go. No, go ahead. Back to the Future, <laughs> The Untold Tales. Yeah. This is just collected little short graphic novel stories set in the Back to the Future, future world. Uh, I've read all the novelizations, seen the shows, <laughs> ridden the ride, watched the animated series, uh-huh. read some fanfic. Yeah. And for some reason, it's taken me a year to get around to reading these official, like, graphic novels. Future graphic yeah. novels. So this is a Christmas present. I jumped right on it. Uh-huh. Never looked back. Yeah. Love it. You got to see Old Biff. Old Biff. Old Biff from Back to the Future 2. Yeah. Travel back in time and fight dinosaurs. Yeah, he fights a dinosaur. To get his it almanac happens. back. It happens. Uh, also, this is new to our collection, actually. Star Trek Waypoint. Uh, kind of similar to Back to the Future in that it's several different shorts. Uh, set across the Star Trek universe. It was pretty good. Hmm. Hit and miss. Some were good. Some were hmm. bad, which is the definition of hit and How's miss. How's Star Trek Discovery? Uh, hate it. Haven't watched any more since we watched it together. So I honestly well. don't know that I will ever watch it again. Yes, you will. Will you? No. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, I've Dark Knight, Volume 4. This is a Rebirth. No, sorry. This is New 52, and it's about Clayface. And it's very, I think you'd enjoy yeah, it because it's kind of reminiscent of uh, the animated series. Clayface. I love the animated series. I know you do. 
I read a big crossover with the Justice Society of America, the original superhero team, and the Justice League of America called Vice and Virtues. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. I think you'd enjoy it. Huh. I do. I, they, really? they handled like the two massive casts pretty well. Put interesting people together. I thought it was good. Okay. Finally, and this is a, this is a bittersweet moment, uh, I read the final volume of Smallville Season 11, the ninth <laughs> volume of Smallville. Yeah. Uh, wow, just, nine just volumes. Of season they've, been 11. Keeping, they've been keeping Smallville going for nine graphic novels. Nine graphic novels, yep. And this wow. one kind of wrapped everything up. And So it's sad because yeah. I love Smallville, and then yeah. I really liked the series. And that had it kind of sometimes there were some volumes that were dumb. And sometimes it doesn't feel like Smallville, but sometimes it really does. Okay. We have, I think, one of these in our collection, the Lantern volume, which is pretty solid. All but right. So I finished that. So there's no, it's officially no more Smallville. Yeah. I can go back and read junior novels that were written in the early 2000s. Yeah. But I got you one as a gift one time. You did, yeah. It was like Virus something Invasion like or something? I think Virus. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> I know. I've got, I haven't read it yet, but I will. Uh, so yeah, Smallville's done yeah. for regular old book books. Clark, how come you never catch a virus? Yeah. Are you some kind of superhuman man? I gotta go, Lana. <laughs> I read two Star Trek books, Star Wars. Oh, Starting the new it year happened wrong. again. Starting the new year wrong. Jeez. I read uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi Bomber Command. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Pretty fun. It's like, I guess- Is that a, a graphic novel? No, it's like a J level. Yeah. yeah. Stop reading my fun. kids' books here. I read the Rogue One novelization. It was fine. Oh, yeah. Sort of feel the same way I do about the movie. It was fine. Okay. So, and then I read Jerusalem Inn by Martha Grimes, and this one's funny because How's that the Star Wars book. That's not Star Wars. I'm Star moving... Wars Jerusalem Inn. No, I'm moving past. Is it based on one of the movies? Yeah, it is. Yep, it's a spinoff of <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Really? They strike back at Jerusalem Inn. Oh my gosh. So no, <laughs> this was our first Page Turners book club uh, pick of the year. It was it was set over Christmas, not particularly a Christmassy book. Okay. But it's funny because. Nobody really liked it. Right. And it was all just kind of like dull. No, not the only one, but there was a couple who didn't go the distance. Then we got to talking about it and realized that the plot itself is very intriguing. You know, we're like, this happened and this happened. Hmm. And as we're going through it, the people who didn't read it were like, this sounds amazing. This sounds like a great book. You know, and it just, it's like the pieces were there, but it was just a little too much. Yeah. Sort of like Revenge of the Sith. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so I didn't, I, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Uh I thought it was fine, but I thought the funniest part was just as we described it, we realized just how interesting the plot was like in retrospect. Sure. Didn't save the book, but still, uh, I'm currently reading based on your suggestion and and because I'm in a star Wars zone, uh, Star Trek discovery. No, the (laughs) Kenobi book that you loved. Yeah, I did love it. Star Wars Kenobi. I'm liking it fine so far. There's a little. It's like Obi Sands Kenobi because there's hardly any. Oh, hardly any. Very nice. The force uh, is strong with this one. Thank you. Hardly <laughs> any Obi Wan in there, but I am enjoying it, and I will go the distance. Red Hood and Arsenal Volume That's Two is my graphic novel. Time you said go the distance regarding hey, reading a book. Well, maybe I watched Hercules over the weekend, and the songs in my head. Did you really? No. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I revealed the curtain there. That's okay. Wait. I you revealed, revealed what was behind the you curtain. You pulled back the curtain only yeah. to find a second curtain. <laughs> a second curtain. That's like Behold, Inception type a stuff. That's yeah. a lot. Uh, I'm currently reading Long Fall by Walter Mosley. Now, I have never read Walter. Are you familiar with who does the Easy Rollins series? It's been going forever. Yeah, I, I know the name. Okay. This is a, a newer series. started in the early 2000s, I think. It's Leonid McGill, and mm-hmm. he's kind of a mob-connected yeah. PI. Not like an yeah. anti-hero, but definitely is okay with not really following... The laws rules. right yeah you know. 
So it's been good. It's been okay. fine. It's not like my favorite new series or anything, but it should make for an interesting book club. Nice. I think. So that's going to be our first pick of the, or sorry, our next pick yeah. uh, of the year. And that is going to meet on Wednesday, February 7th at 3.30. So I hope that you will join us. Yay. Uh, that's it for me. Your what? phone just got like a double text message. Fine. Can you hear that? Yeah. Do you see any good movies? Over the weekend? Over the, it's been since like Christmas we've talked. Have I? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I've been to the movie. And like, I guess this month, this year. In the whole year? Yeah, since New Year's Eve. Have I seen good movies? Have you gone to a movie? Uh, since New Year's Eve, no. Because we haven't. recorded like the 26th. No. So you had that weekend. No, I okay. did not. I did not. No, wait, that's not it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The answer is the same. Did you see any movies? Uh, Yeah. What did you see? I saw, hold on, I forgot now, The Greatest Showman. We tried to see that, and the line was so long that yeah. we didn't. Yeah, have a have a line just for people buying tickets. Yeah, you don't seriously. have to share it with the people who don't know what size popcorn they want. Yeah, that's true. It's dumb. Uh, yeah, Greatest Showman. It was fine. Yeah, my wife enjoyed the whole movie like as a whole more yeah. than I did. Okay, but I thought the soundtrack was great. Okay, so when I rated it on Flickster, yeah, I gave it two and a half stars for soundtrack, and then that was it. So you so, only rated the movie two and a half stars. Yeah. Wow. Because of the missing movie that was involved. So you thought the movie was bad. The mo- no, the movie wasn't bad. It just, it, the plot was just, it was zero plot, okay. really. Um, and <laughs> Now the, let's sing another song. The second chapter, the second act, definitely sagged in the middle. It okay. After a while, you just knew, it's like, okay, he's going to learn this lesson, and then this <laughs> is going to come together in a reprise or something. And just get to the reprise. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I did really like the music. Oh, that's good. Um, also- Does uh, the music stand on its own pretty well? Actually- the music works so well because none of it's about the circus. Oh. Not a single song. Like, sometimes they <laughs> they reference something about the circus. There's a song between him and Zach, Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron that's, mm-hmm. like, talking about coming to work at a show. But, like, yeah. the whole thing is just, I mean, you could just do it for anything. It could be about us running this library. Okay. This library could still, we could sing, this is the greatest show. Yeah. And people, and you could still apply it here. Hey, so I, I accept that soundtrack is going to live on past Let's the movie it. because it has nothing to do with the circus. clowns. And, okay. Yeah. So, All uh, right, sir. I also saw lady bird. Oh, I wanted to see that. Uh, it's funnier than I thought it was going to be. I didn't oh, think good. it was going to be funny. Cool. So that was good. And, uh, yeah, uh, what else did I see? Oh, The Shape of Water. Mm. So that's Gillum. That, what did that win? That won Gillum. some Golden Globe. Was it just soundtrack? Or yeah, score? score? I think so, it? yes. It had okay. a very uh, Paris-inspired soundtrack. Interesting. Uh, that was good, too. Um, a little bit different than I thought it was going to be, okay. but it was pretty good. It's kind of a Beauty and the Beast retelling. I'm still laughing about the Golden Globes, that shot of Hugh Jackman. With his mouth agape. When uh, yeah. <laughs> when uh, James Franco won, and it yeah. cuts back to Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He's just like, what? Yeah, it was like Superman just s- swept in to save the day. <laughs> he was just flabbergasted by uh, what happened. <laughs> if, if you didn't see that yeah. moment, just yeah. Google you know, yeah. Hugh Jackman Golden Globes reaction. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, it, It's kind of like Hugh Jackman is new to human society. I see. And the first thing you ever showed him was the Golden Globe ceremony. You yeah. just put him down and he just he didn't know. He doesn't have words. He's like, what's with the shiny he didn't and the know clothes? What to yeah. do. So uh Well we're are you done with your book? Because I was thinking we're on Golden Globes now, so we could list a couple of winners. No, those are just the movies I've saw. Oh just the movies. Yeah. Okay. Shaving well, Water was good. Okay. Good. Michael Shannon, very bad man in it. Oh okay. Very bad man. I know you're a big fan of him. Oh sure. Yeah. In Boardwalk uh, Empire? No. 
But uh, the the Lincoln, not Lincoln, Lincoln, <laughs> Nixon, oh. Elvis and Nixon movie. Oh, did you watch that? He's movie. pretty hilarious. I didn't think we ever talked. He about like you watching looks it. nothing like Elvis, but right. he somehow gets a good like he he conjures up the yeah. feeling of Elvis okay. very well. Hey, who played uh, Nixon in that movie? I think it was Kevin Spacey. Okay. So we're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I finished. I already told you finished Order of Destiny. Oh, here it is. Uh, I've read the next two Star Wars Infinity oh, graphic novels. Why? why are you doing this to yourself? Uh, they're done now. Oh, okay. There were just three of them. Okay. So the one on The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi. And for those who don't remember, these take the movies mm-hmm. the star Wars, like they takes the empire strikes back and yes. changes one little thing about the movie to see what happens over the next six issues okay they, or four issues they're four issues long uh so the thing that's different in empire strikes back is luke dies on hoth oh and so uh leia becomes a jedi and basically though that's the same thing that happened in new hope and i'm f- pretty sure that happens in Return of the Jedi as well. So, like, all of these infinities just are like, Leia becomes a Jedi. That's cool. That's what anything so changes. So, do you see Leia, like, becoming a Jedi? Yeah. She trains, with, she, she trains with Yoda instead of Luke. That's cool. Empire Strikes Back. Did it not work? Because that sounds awesome. It it was fine. It's just... And then Return of the Jedi just kind of... Uh, their twist is the whole boat uh, Han rescue with Jabba okay. takes too long. So they miss Yoda. I I couldn't even figure out what was different. I see. Yeah. Okay. So they miss Yoda, and somehow like Yoda dies without Luke being there. Okay. And that changes some stuff. It it was definitely the worst of the bunch. Hmm. But it ends with Vader still being alive, wearing all white now, joining the good fight. Interesting. With his, with his kids. Huh. So, but it's just so funny. Happy ending. I guess what I wanted, like they all end, like you change one important thing in these Star Wars Infinities. And everything's fine. Like mm-hmm. it just, it everything goes well, just in a different way. Okay. I liked the the old Marvel what ifs yeah. from the seventies and eighties because yes. if you change one little thing yeah. in a Marvel story, they're just like, and then the world explodes. Yeah. Like, what if what if Daredevil hadn't picked up his news? Well, I guess Daredevil would be love reading those. his newspaper. I love those series. Uh, <laughs> to give me like, what if Aunt May? Or the one if, I the one I liked was uh, what if Dark Phoenix had lived. Yeah, That's yeah, cool and then one. it ends with like all the X Men dead and yeah. like Sentinels reigning supreme. What if the Fantastic Four didn't get their powers? Yeah, that sort of, and thing. then yeah. everybody's dead. It's a cool, and... it's a cool series. Um, and but so I guess I kind of wanted that with the Star Wars thing. I just wanted to see like yeah. everyone get steamrolled. That by seems the like the whole point. Yeah, it seems like if you're going to call it Infinities, anyways. And then I read uh, Hulk, Dogs of War. You know what it's suggesting? What that smart Hulk, the one that was Banner in the '90s, who wore that cool tank top and had his hair yeah. in a ponytail, right? is actually not banner but just another uh identity Hmm. another hulk identity that they had tricked into thinking was banner interesting yeah Hmm. that's it books book book Book, what's on your book book horizon i'm reading didn't i already tell you this i'm reading blood of elves (laughs) this is book three of the witcher Witcher. okay i wanted to just you fell down a witcher rabbit hole i didn't want you to a witcher hole go into your thing (laughs) <laughs> Where are you? all right fine i won't yeah okay go ahead no it's no 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 so, so i'm outside no, i'm not gonna do it there's werewolves i yell mom there's werewolves what is yeah. she gonna tell me get the witcher <laughs> okay there we go <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right i'm gonna give you the highlights of the golden globe wins are you ready uh yeah okay so we're on to golden globe movies wins. best motion picture drama Three, Boring. three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I might go see this this weekend. Best motion picture musical or comedy, 
Lady Bird. I've already seen that movie. And let's see. Let's scroll down a little bit for yeah. TV shows. Yeah. Oh, Best Animated. Best Animated movie went to Coco. Coco. Yeah. Pretty good. I wonder how that Solid. was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got a couple a couple of page-to-screen adaptations did very well. Handmaid's Tale and Big Little Lies each took home a lot of gold. Yeah. Uh, Handmaid's Tale won for Best Television Drama. Mm-hmm. It also won. Elizabeth Moss won. Mm-hmm. Best performance by an actress in a drama. Do you think it's real gold and we're like offering them thanks in gold form? No. For their Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> Best musical or comedy went to The Marvelous Miss Mazel, which is an Amazon show created by Amy Sherman Valadino, who did yeah. Gilmore Girls and yeah. other things. Nothing, that looks funny. Nothing else noteworthy. Isn't she, she's Gilmore like a stand up comedian. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Oh. Big Little Lies took home. Let's see. Best television limited series or motion picture, though. Now they've renewed it, so. Oh yeah. yeah, Nicole Kidman won for supporting actress in that, or I guess maybe just performance by an actress, not supporting. Yeah, uh, like a main Laura character. Dern also won, and Alexander Skarsgård. So Good a lot, them. a lot there. Anything on here that you weren't going to see that this makes you want to go see now? Well, I'm already going to go see three billboards. Three billboards. Yeah. Okay. I guess. So, I mean, I still really want to see. I'll probably go. I think I might go be going to see three billboards and I Tanya. Okay. Like as a oh, I do, I do kind of want to see that. Uh, yeah. But. Are you, are you still going to see Coco? I'll probably have to wait till DVD. Okay. It's fine. Right. Um, isn't it a little gross? I Like, I, Tanya is getting all the, like, notice and awards. Like, I heard, I heard Nancy Kerrigan was actually, like, in the audience of the Golden Globes. Hmm. And, like, people were, like, I like, Ta- Tanya Harding herself got, like, honored and stuff. Isn't that a little weird? It does seem weird, yeah. Like, and nobody's like, oh, and thanks, yeah. Nancy. <laughs> yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. just seems like... It's just I don't know. We've already talked about it, but it seems kind of like the whole like we're honor like we're making this big movie about but, the room, and now everybody loves the room. True, but I don't think Tanya Harding comes out looking good in the I Tanya yeah, movie. That's true. I don't think it's like I didn't realize redemptive or something. I did. I didn't realize that I Tanya was filmed kind of like a Scorsese film, like a confessional mm. uh, thing. That also kind of looks like a American Made and mm, yeah, Goodfellas. Yeah, I haven't watched Goodfellas in a while. Is American Made Scorsese? No, but oh, it's, okay. it definitely, so. they definitely wanted to make a Scorsese uh, film with American Made. I see. I would call American Made Scorsese light. Oh, how insulting. If you're yeah, American Made. But I liked American, American Made. Made. I liked it more than you, I think. Did you? I th- I, see, I would say I liked it. And oh, I okay. think that's more than what you would say. No, I liked it. Okay. I liked it. Hmm. Those true to life, I mean, it just sort of, I find them, un- I found that unsatisfying, I guess. Yeah. I guess I like the performances in it. Yeah, that's Donald true. Gleason and uh, you don't like Donald Gleason at all. I have to. He's in every he, single he's movie. He's in everything. I know. He's like the biggest that. movie star that nobody knows. Uh, but Tom Cruise was good in it. He was. Yeah. So is that based on a book? Mm, I'm probably there's a book, but it's also based on reality. Real. <laughs> no, I know that. <laughs> all right, let's talk okay. about super advanced notices. They are super, and they're okay. advanced. All right. I'm excited about one. And you're see if you can figure out who it is. You guess if this is the one I'm excited about. Okay. Uh, book number one. three is coming out in March of the Summer House series by Miss Jude Devereaux. Uh-huh. As you wish. One fateful no, summer, you three like a lot. very different women find themselves together in Summer Hill, Virginia, where mm. they find they have much more in common than they realize. Isn't that isn't that what just happens every time you are you're like we don't have anything in common, and then yeah. you find out you have yeah. a lot Wait in a common. You like the beach? Yeah. Let's be sisters. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Uh, uh, this is book number 14 in the Ghost Walkers series, Covert Game. 
Hmm. By Miz. Now you love Ghost, but you do hate Walkers. Christine. Oh, Feehan. Feehan. Read it. Buckle up, everyone. Nice. Christine Treason, Feehan. torture, and temptation haunt the Ghost Walkers <laughs> in their most dangerous adventure yet. As Christine Feehan's number one New York Times bestselling series hits an explosive new high. Rescuing an industrial spy from the hands of a criminal mastermind is a suicide mission for the Ghost Walkers. And there's no one more up to the task than Gino Maza. He's the perfect killing machine, a man driven by demons so dark and destructive that his blighted soul has given up trying to find solace. But his laser-sharp focus on his target has transformed into something nearing desire. A treasonous senator dangled top-secret Ghostwalker data in front of a Chinese crime lord, and he bit. Zara Hightower, one of the world's leading experts on artificial intelligence, was sent in to physically wipe the crime lord's computer network. She succeeded, but at a huge cost. Now she's the captive of a man who has descended into paranoid madness. Torture and death awaits her. But ghost walkers never leave one of their own in enemy territory, and it's up to Gino to save Zara or kill her if it turns out she'd led them into a trap. Either way, heaven or hell won't stop him. Ghostwalker! Are you in? No. Are you in? I don't know. I mean, they all sound like stuff that I would normally read. And like, we always, we always like tease these yeah. Christine Feehan yeah. books, but I'm like, that sounds sick. Well, <laughs> there's 13 books ahead of this that you got to catch wow, up on. That's crazy, though. Yeah. You know what? Let me tell you, because I can see that you're interested. So I want to tell you the first book in the series is Shadow Game. Ooh, Shadow, Shadow Game. Game, Mind Game, Night Game. Conspiracy I mean, game. game Hold on. Deadly game. Predatory game. Murder game. Uh-huh. Street game. Ruthless game. Samurai game. Samurai game. Viper game. Viper game. Spider game. Spider Power game. game. And covert game. Covert game. Yeah. So I guess they like games. Yeah. Spider game was bitten by a radioactive box of Monopoly. I think you're right. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thimble. Really. That's coming back to me now. Yeah. Christine Feehan fans. Yeah. This is this is just a, a bounty of fun for you, and this is going to be available and here in the David A. Howe Public Library, David late a. March. Public so mark your calendars. Sorry, I was thinking about the library there. Me too. All right, uh, Elizabeth George returns with her. Is ever... this the book you're looking forward to? No, it was a Christine Feehan one. Oh, that was just a little. I was okay. just harassing oh, you. I was that just was a red herring. Giving you the gears. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Elizabeth George returns with her Inspector Lindley series book number 20 the punishment she deserves now we are doing the first inspector lindley series uh for a book club here mm-hmm. at the david a Howe public library page turner's book club called the great deliverance mm-hmm. so if you are a fan join us share your knowledge if you've always wanted to read her also join us mm-hmm. gain knowledge if you're not interested at all don't just come for the coffee that's would you read a book series where the like the series is called detective lonely 50 percent of the book well, okay, 60% of the book 60%. is him solving crimes. Yes. 40% of it is him going on blind dates and meeting people online and just just trying to find love. It's yeah. not easy because he spends so much time solving crimes. Yeah, he's got to solve crimes all the time. Yeah. But get this. He doesn't know how to talk to just normal yeah, people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Everywhere he looks, he sees, well, is that a crime? You yeah, know, like, is that that's a crime? I got to figure yeah. out. And she's like, yeah. you know. Settle yeah. down. Let's just have yeah. a nice conversation. And then, and then at the end of the episode, like, oh, how is how was your date? And he's like, I guess it didn't work out this way. And she's like, you're a regular inspector, lonely. Yeah. What if he has a partner and she's the one he's meant to be with? Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. So by like, yeah, I don't know, book twenty three. I bet she's a regular Miss Popular. <gasps> I, Inspector Lonely and Miss Popular. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you read it? 
Mm, see it no I, no <laughs> but it's because it, i would watch it you would watch it yeah i would definitely okay. watch it and we would be casting <sighs> as inspector lonely as inspector lonely he has to be can, can we get sam rockwell in it that's good <laughs> that's, <laughs> that is solid casting. okay yep yep nice. and miss popular i maybe greta gerwig who's greta gerwig from from ladybird to directed ladybird oh okay sure anyway just a thought Back to Elizabeth George. The Punishment She Deserves. Number one New York Times bestselling author Elizabeth George. I cannot spell Greta Gerwig. Returns with another character-driven crime drama featuring beloved characters Barbara Havers and detective Inspector Thomas Lindley. Inspector Thomas Lindley of Scotland Yard and his pugnacious and deeply loyal Detective Sergeant Barbara Havers. Sounds like we got ourselves a Inspector Lonely here. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? (laughs) Find themselves up against one of the most sinister murder cases they have ever encountered. Fans of the longtime series will love the many characters from past books who join Lindley and Havers, but readers new to the series will quickly see why Elizabeth George is one of the most popular and critically acclaimed writers of our time disagree. Yeah. Uh, both a page turner and a deeply complex story about the lies we tell, the lies we believe, and mm-hmm. the redemption we need, this novel will be remembered as one of George's best. Okay. Well, they're, they're swinging for the fences there, so. Yeah. Good for I them. See, she was in How I Met Your Dad, which is probably the, mm. you're the only one who watched that. That's not a thing that never existed. The pilot. Well, you didn't, you didn't find the pilot? Anything. No. Oh, well, didn't you watch the Wonder Woman pilot? No. Oh, I guess I thought that you just watched all these unaired pi- pilots. I would. Because kind of your jam. If they were available. Yeah. Totally. You like the Aquaman pilot. I do like the Aquaman pilot, yeah. No, right. no reason to bring that up now. But. Sorry. Uh, finally, in large print, Lies and Letters. I tell myself. Ashton Newbold, author here, is coming out in March as well. Mm-hmm. After a season in London, Charlotte Lyons is still regrettably unattached. What sort of season? She's a real Inspector Lonely. She's an Inspector Lonely, too. Yeah. With her family's finances in peril, she's sent away with her sister to a bleak coastal town where she's expected to pursue a wealthy earl. Beautiful and talented, how could she possibly fail? But when her heart is captured by someone entirely unexpected, he's probably poor. If mm-hmm. I'm going to guess, he's a poor, poor yeah. guy. Charlotte finds herself caught up in a web of lies and intrigue. Between hardship and sorrow, she finds more than she bargained for, forced to choose between the life she once wanted and a new love she never imagined. Mm -hmm. You know what? I bet she finds a way to have both. Do you think so? I think she probably does. That's a hard hard, uh, tightrope to walk. Well, if anybody can do it, this unnamed heroine of that Mm -hmm. large print novel, she'll do it. See, I could sing the song Tightrope from... The Greatest Showman, yeah. and apply it to that. You could, and there'd be it'd be fine. You Who cares be like, about the circus? Yeah, there's no lines in there. Like, also hand me that bag of peanuts. Yeah, there's an elephant over there. Right, none of that. Right, which is too bad because that actually was pretty melodic. The Thank way you. Was, I thought <laughs> there's an elephant right over in. there. Yeah, yeah, keep keep it up, <laughs> keep it up, sir. Okay, all right, that's it for me. Let's talk uh, New York Times bestseller. All right, let's. What's see. on the tippity top? All right, hey, sorry, I said tippity top. That's fine. All right. Uh, so on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction, we're jumping right to fiction. Yeah, here's okay. the bet. Uh, we might we can go find something else, but both young adult and nonfiction, yeah, are the same as no they change. were, and I think that's because of Christmas. Mm. So yeah. I I can read the Obama's photo book and Grant. <laughs> I can read about the Grant that's turnout okay. book again. No. All right. So number ten on the hardcover fiction. Nothing new. Um debuted below 10 okay so at number 10 you got tom clancy power and empire by mark cameron mm-hmm. uh and number nine the wanted by robert crace okay he hasn't been on this list in a while I feel no like. 
No, I don't think he publishes that often. Oh, uh, okay. Well, a single mother hires Elvis Cole to investigate her teenage son, sh- who is on the run after a deadly crime spree. Elvi- Elvis Cole. Elvis Costello. Wow. He's following this kid around? Elvis Costello's yeah. looking for a kid? I can't do an Elvis Costello. I couldn't even... No. Yeah. I couldn't do it either. So, so what, okay, single mother hires Elvis Presley to investigate her hey, teenage son, now, who's on the run after a deadly crime. You don't want to be on the run. Your mama's back home. She's gonna fry you up a peanut butter and banana sandwich. She come on back care with about me. me. Oh, come on! Of course she does. <laughs> I can teach you karate. I can break a man in half. Come here. Oh, yeah. Let's go That's shoot good. some TVs. Yeah. I feel like it's my duty as uh, a co-host on this podcast to inform our listeners that was not actually Elvis Presley. What are you talking about, man? He was. This, this is our, this is still Nick Gunning. Oh, almighty! You're, you're gonna make people think we brought Elvis Presley back to life. Well. <laughs> Or that he I don't know heard. about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Number, have you ever thought of uh, being an Elvis impersonator? <laughs> I've had offers. <laughs> okay. Uh, number eight, Endgame by David Baldacci. That's all over. Uh, Jessica Reel and Will Robbie fight a dangerous adversary in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Jessica Reel and Elvis Presley. Jessica Beale and Margot Robbie fight a... Oh. Is that what you said? Yeah, Margot okay. Robbie. She's Australian. Right. Come on now, Jessica Biel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's me, Margot Robbie. <laughs> what? <laughs> I played Harley Quinn. Come on now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. J. <laughs> yeah. Number seven, uh, Nora Roberts, year one. Ooh. Now, I don't know if yes, I've mentioned I this. I think, yeah, if I recall. But I think this is the sequel to seminal Batman story, Batman, Batman year, year One, year written by parallel, Frank Miller. Parallel story. Yes. In Batman Year One, you're following a young Bruce Wayne. Yes, this Finding one. his way in the world. Yeah. Nora Roberts, Year One, you got a maybe an awkward girl into writing. Like, hey, uh-huh. come on, Nora, come play. Yeah. She just wants to write. Yeah. And you see her emerge yeah. as one of America's sweethearts. Yes. Falls <laughs> in love with a young Elvis Presley <laughs> along the way. <laughs> come on now, Nora. Don't let those girls discourage you. <laughs> you got a gift. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> no, number six. Balls in your court. <laughs> number six, Artemis by Andy Ware. A small-time smug- smuggler living in a lunar colony schemes to pay off an old debt by pulling off a challenging heist. I'm sorry. Uh, Elvis Presley really? living in a lunar colony oh, man. schemes to pay off an old debt by pulling off a challenging heist. So it's just like a full moon all the time around here. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> you got anything I can fry and then fry again? <laughs> then fry again. A second time. Okay. Moon rocks, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, number five, Little Fires Everywhere. Hey. Uh, an artist up, I'm sorry, Elvis Presley really? up ends a quiet town outside <laughs> Cleveland. Those little fires are a result of my burning love. <laughs> yeah. This does sound like, I mean, yeah. He upends this quiet town. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. We're just a quiet town, Mr. Presley. We don't want any commotion or any singing or dancing. Oh, oh gosh, Mr. I'll, I'll do my best. Oh, oh. <laughs> I feel the music. Okay. <laughs> All right. The Midnight Line. Elvis Presley tracks down the owner of a pond West Point class hey, come ring. come over here for a minute. Y'all drop this ring. And stumbles upon a larger crime. I love y'all by a Cadillac. Get over here. <laughs> All right. Number three. The People versus Alex Cross. Detective Elvis Presley takes on a case even though he has been suspended from the department and taken to a federal court to stand trial on murder charges. I don't need this, Sergeant. I'll be out there investigating this all on my own. <laughs> all right. Jeez. Number two, the rooster bar. Oh. Elvis Presley, <laughs> while at a sleazy for profit law school, hopes Y'all to expose serve mint juleps in this rooster bar. <laughs> the student loan banker who runs it. I don't want to do that. Uh, and number one, Origin. Elvis Presley goes on a perilous quest with a beautiful museum director. My origin, I was born in La Tupelo, and uh, 
I now I really want to read one of those Elvis Presley mysteries that I love so much, Mister Daniel Klein. Yeah, you mean uh, such vicious love, blue blue suede blue suede clues. clues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. you remember Viva Lost Vengeance. Yeah, let's see how different things are in a non Elvis world. A non Elvis world. <laughs> I don't want to live in that world. I don't either. Yeah. So you just pull that out of your hat whenever you want, huh? Okay. All right. Hey, I thought I was gonna pull out e books. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't, let's let's can't look at uh, let's look at children books. Hey, you want to see it, what's yeah. going on in the middle grade fiction? Sure we haven't do. done this in a while. It has been a while. All right, number ten, Wish Tree by Catherine Catherine Applegate. I said Catherine. You love Catherine Applegate. Yeah. Number nine, Women in Science by Rachel Ign- Ignat. Oh boy, I can do this. Okay, hold on, Ignatovsky. Okay, Ignatovsky. Okay. 50 Women Who Have Transformed Science and Technology. We have that book. We have Wish Tree. We have this book, The Dark Prophecy, Rick uh, Riordan. I've been saying Rick Riordan for like three years, and mm. nobody's corrected me. Mm. It's Riordan. Okay. All right. Number seven, The Magic Misfits. <gasps> that's my favorite kind of misfits. Yeah, that's the best kind. So that's by Neil Patrick Harris. Really? Yep. Carter and a band of magicians team up to take on B.B. Boso's Crooked Carnies. Is that how I met your mother? <laughs> That was the theme to Doogie Hauser. <laughs> was it was it just called Doogie Hauser? Doogie Hauser MD. Yeah, that's what I thought. Number six, <laughs> Minecraft, <laughs> the island. This is a book about Minecraft, the game, which has no story itself, as far as I know. You know what? That's I don't know if that's true. Please don't write in. I won't. No, not okay. Number five, Gravity Falls. Do you ever watch Gravity Falls? Nope. It was a Disney Channel show. I watched Wonder Falls. Uh, I didn't last very long. Oh, okay. What <laughs> what was that? Wonder Falls? I don't know. It was one of those Everybody loved it, but it went like ten seasons. It was about a girl who worked at a at didn't like last a, long. A, you didn't last. Sorry, long I meant it. ten episodes. Ten. Oh, episodes. okay. About a girl who worked in like a little kitsch souvenir store in Niagara Falls. Oh, and she could like talk to inanimate objects and stuff. No, that's um, Joan of Arcadia. God was sometimes like inanimate nope. objects. No, nope. sometimes he's a plant. He's like Joan. <laughs> sometimes he's Paul Lind. <laughs> oh, Joni, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, number four: Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. Uh, by Elena Farvilli and Francesca Cavallo. Number three, Little Leaders. Number two, Augie and Me by R.J. Uh, Palico. Uh, this is a collection of three stories from the Wonder series. Mm. And number one, for 125 weeks. Pretty popular. Wonder. Oh, yeah. By R.J. Palico. Okay. So, did you see that? Are you going to see that movie? Yeah, I'll see the movie. It looks way too sad for me, yeah, man. Yeah, probably is going to no, be sad. No, thank you. Probably is going to be sad. Yeah. I like the picture book that was up for the Goodreads Choice Awards. The We're All Wonders? Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. I liked that. My son liked it. Your son's so. a child. He doesn't know anything about it's what a, he likes. It's a children's book. He doesn't know. It's a book for children. But he doesn't know. It's a children's book. He doesn't even know what color red is. It's a book for children. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's turn over to our, our main segment. Okay. And Hold on. We're going to talk glasses. about... Glasses on. I pretended on. to put on my glasses, but... They can't see. So for this segment, Eric's going to be in the hot seat, and we are going to dive deep into your insecurities. What? So do you want to list the first one, or do you want me to list the first one? This is for the book club? If you do it, then it's something you're comfortable with. If I do it, it might be a little too real. This is this is us doing so a deep dive into a book club, which, my, my insecurities. Book club. You know what? I'm looking at the wrong. I'm oh. looking at the wrong notes. That's, notes. For the, that's for the car ride later. My insecurities? Yeah. So today hmm. we're going to be talking about book clubs. Do you have people writing notes about me in there? The art of the book club. Sure. Oh, yeah. Geez. Yep. Yep. The you art what? of the book. We had a listener uh, tweet into us wondering whatever happened to the book that you were working on quite a while ago that you were co-writing 
with who was it? Who was your who was your main author? You were you were writing it in Dutch. You were yes. translating into another uh-huh. language. Yeah, but I don't remember who the author was. Uh, we haven't written in a it was, while. It was a James Patterson. Yeah. yeah character yeah and you were working on this long range yeah thing so yeah nothing no well he changed his name he changed his legally. name. that's why i couldn't remember well it. he legally changed his name and by okay. i mean legally it is actually illegal to legal. bring up the other name you can't even say it because by doing that it brings up a couple i i don't okay. want to say war crimes so, together really but separate so it won't this make sense listener and... actually could be on the hook for bringing up the name yeah, of the but for those of you who don't remember, mm-hmm. Eric was hired to yes. translate. Yes, well, uh, translate t- means that the whole thing is done. So you were writing it. Yes, in I believe Dutch. I had to write it in Dutch, but he would were, then look at it and then he would send it send back, it and then you. I would have to translate it from the Dutch into, into another into, into English. Yes, into English. Okay, yes. and that didn't seem because you you're a native English speaker, so it seems I don't like sp- I don't speak a, like a Dutch. <laughs> So yeah. So you're writing it and then you're translating it. Yeah. You're hiring an outside translator. You're doing the translation. No, I'm doing the translating. But there is a writer's group. Okay, we have somebody have who's group. been writing all the bathtub scenes. Right. So that's been speci- like okay. that's his thing. Like a bath. He writes okay. those in his native tongue, Spanish. Yes. And then he translates them to Dutch Into for your... me, and then I translate. How them. How did you get involved in this? Because you don't. Because I mean, you got a lot of skills, right. brother. But all this stuff right. just doesn't seem like it's up your alley. Well, actually, so. the author, whose name I can't mention for legal reasons, sure. turned out uh, I met him because he was a Nigerian prince who mm. had lost all his fortune, but oh. needed me to send him some money. Okay. And in exchange, I think he I would then gain his riches back, and then he would share them upon me. But to do that, we have to finish this book. Oh boy! So we got to write oh. the bathtub scenes. Yep. We got to write. So uh, you sent you sent all your cash to a prince from Nairobi. Who'd lost his fortune? Yes. Okay. I don't know how to tell you this, but well, you're actually a hero in that country. I I know. If, I can't. You. That's so. That's such a selfless thing to yeah. do, and I commend yeah. you for doing that. Thank you. And I say, you know, Godspeed on this work. Yeah. And I hope that you'll keep us updated because our yeah. listeners want to know. Yeah. So. Well, Napoleon Bonaparte is in it, and I think that's going to be a big sell as a character, as a as kind of like a ghost that uh okay like a ghost mentor the ghost of napoleon bonaparte <laughs> yes is a mentor of yes. children or what's <laughs> no, the... the the detective they're okay it's a detective yes inspector lonely no that's that was that's my that's my original i can't give him those notes i never see it back clint mcgavin no I, he doesn't have any of our stuff it's okay fine. it's he, just all right yeah. that's he, he, he solves uh they're not animal crimes like you would think like people committing crimes that involved animals. Like an ostrich stole my wallet. Yes, they're animal they're crimes committed by animals. Crimes committed so. by animals. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Napoleon Bonaparte's with this detective he's and a, a ghost. But he's a ghost. And he's a mentor. Uh we so yeah. Now I don't I guess I just don't feel like did Napoleon was he known for his detective skills? It, it's more emotional support. Napoleon. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I just. I guess I don't want to know anymore because yeah. I want to read it and I don't want to be. I don't want to yeah. have all the twists and turns. Yeah. Spoiled. Sure. Now, so it will be available in English. Yes, as long okay. as you can translate it from Dutch. But that's going to be on the reader's hands. <laughs> yeah. And you don't think that'll be a stumbling block for yeah. sales? It's or- okay. Actually, I've been assured that at least thirty percent of the book is through uh, algebra equations. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a it's a universal language, so that yes. makes perfect sense. You have to translate them from Dutch. And you, <laughs> and you know what though? Uh huh. This might make a really good book club selection. Yeah, it's true. So it's actually really yeah. relevant to our topic yeah. today. So that's I, great. I can't I can't say the fr- the Dutch 
Yeah. In like I can't just trans- and I wouldn't and I wouldn't uh, ask you. To. I can't say the Dutch title, okay. but it translates slightly to the detective who spent a lot of time in bathtubs while hanging out with Napoleon Dynamite. So the <laughs> dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dynamite's where well, the translation gets. That was gets. a curveball. Yeah. That was unexpected. The dynamite apparently is I I don't know if it's a mistranslation okay. or it might involve the scene where Napoleon Bonaparte has dynamite. Really? Oh, yes. That makes sense. And I don't I don't think that the translation was like Napoleon. It wasn't dynamite. super clear. Yeah. Okay, that happens. That yeah. happens. Uh so now if I were to come across a book like that for uh, the book club. Yeah. On the one hand, there's a lot going on, so mm-hmm. there's a lot to discuss. On the other hand, it might be a little too complex, and it all depends on page count. Sure. So that's why I've settled on doing two book clubs this year. Okay. Uh, one is just mysteries. Yes. As we've discussed, the Page Turner Book Club. Your page Turners. And can't keep those pages from turning. Sure can. With that one, I'm pretty much just cycling through all the big names in like mystery, suspense, and thriller. No wait, did I screw that up? You can't stop those pages from yeah, turning. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Keep those so we've just turned. been sort of going through, which has been nice because there's a lot of these authors that, like, I've heard their name forever. And uh-huh. I just have never read. So this has been a good way to sort of work through them. Oh. And usually I've, I've started just picking, like, the first books in series. Mm-hmm. But that's also usually not the strongest book in right. the series. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Is that true? I don't know. Whenever I read, like, a Japanese manga yeah, that's, like, 40 volumes, I always find the first volume to be the best well, because it's always like this is our topic, this is a subject, these are the characters, and it always seems like the best written. Then I go on, I'm like, oh, this is the rest of it's just kind of fine. I guess it really just depends on what the initial goal with that was, because mm-hmm. sometimes, um, like we read Still Life by Louise Penny, right. who's a beloved author, is one of one of our top authors here, uh, and we read the first one, and it just. I mean, you could tell that she was trying to set up a series because it was like all of these people kept showing up and people who read it were like, oh, but there's a, they're a great character later on. So right. it's like that book suffered because she was trying to lay the groundwork for a series. But at that point, you're not into the series. Like, you just don't care. So it's hard mm-hmm. to read that first because you're constantly bogged down with factoids about characters that you're just meeting and don't really care. But it, the opposite can be true as well. Right. You know, sometimes it's just here's this great book. Now I've read a lot of Jesse Stone. Yeah, his first book was pretty good. Yeah, but Parker's books are they they just by their nature don't have a million characters. Mm. You know, it's they're they're very focused on one primary character, and you have a few supporting. Right. But you know, you're talking like three or four people. Yeah. Tops. Hey, and some of these books, you know, you're you're talking like fifteen. Yeah. Like you got a whole town of wacky characters, and that's. Yeah. That's hard when you're a pro- we're coming to it for a first time right. because they're just not... I get it, man. I've read 60-something Animorph books, and yeah. I wouldn't dare say the first one's the best. Yeah. You wouldn't oh, dare. You know what? It's definitely one of the best. Okay. <laughs> so you're negating. You're negating no, it's not point. the best. Uh, we have Is for it the last... Listeners. Could be. Let me know. I think it might be. Do you think? Well... Start a poll. Ah, oh, geez. For the last several years, we've Four done so the good. <laughs> Contemporary Classics Book Club. Yeah where we try to do like the bestsellers of the previous mm-hmm. years or things that were really buzzy and noteworthy. Buzzy. Um, and we're taking a break on that for a while. And we're mm-hmm. starting a new one called Page Turners. Nope. Where patrons patron picks. picks yeah. Where we just... You got a whole uh, fishbowl fish downstairs yes. of picks. That's right. Get ready. We've got a little bowl down there. Yeah. And we've got entry slips. If there's a book you want us to read, mm-hmm. write it down there. We put it in. As long as we have copies available, yeah. uh, that'll be the next book club book. So... Yeah. We drew the first one of those at the Page Turner Book Club this this month. The Killing of Nick Gunning. Nope. Nope. Really? That was a James Patterson bookshop that was canceled. Oh, right. So that's different. Oh, I thought uh, Killing Nick Gunning was the new 
uh, Gone Girl. Newt Gingrich. <laughs> what? Who, oh, whatever his name is. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. But I like that you confuse yeah. him with Newt Gingrich. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the first one we're doing is James Rollins' <laughs> Doomsday Key. Ah. I never read James Rollins before. Yeah. It's pretty popular. Yeah. Tends to do sort of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to display like quasi-religious quests. Mm. You know, like the Knights Templar and that sort of right. thing. So a little bit of Dan Brown's territory. A little bit. Yeah. Should be interesting. Yeah. Should be interesting. And then you and I, of course, do our. Why for adults book club? Yeah, just randomly, yes. usually during the summer reading program yeah. or when it seems like there's interest. Yeah, so I usually enjoy those. Yeah, what did, the last one we read was uh, Me Earl and the Dying Girl. Me Earl and the Dying Girl. I did not enjoy Me Earl and the Dying cry. Girl. Oh right, you didn't like it. Didn't like it. So. But I liked all the other ones, Cinder and Eleanor and Park and even Divergent. I liked Divergent wasn't the worst thing we've ever read in our lives. Yeah, so. yeah. So. It didn't. I haven't picked up. We read that one in March of 2016, and I haven't picked up book two. Gosh, was it only March 2016? I know oh, wait, it's 2018 now. Yeah, I gotta get that in my head. Yeah, you sure do. Uh, and then you do your regular teen book clubs with the ICS with the school. What do you think has been the most popular book that you've done so far? The crossover tends to have like the crossover by Alexander Kwame Kwame, Kwame Alexander Kwame Alexander. Yeah. Yes, uh, that tends to be the one that has the most universal they all liked it um, it's just surprising because isn't that yeah. it's poetry right yeah it's all in verse but it's good it's written in different ways and uh made one of the kids cry really yeah recently um so there's that the outsiders is still good um the giver was kind of hit and miss with some people okay but the what was it made the, my wife very sad the giver yeah it's a sad book yeah um the the or immortal kid with Rory from oh yeah Tuck Everlasting Tuck Everlasting mm-hmm. that that usually goes over pretty well and then I asked well, the that, kids that would be an interesting discussion one there I I asked the kids I'm like do you guys want to would you drink from the fountain and live forever and they're like no <laughs> and I'm just like are you kidding me I drink it right now <laughs> I would drink if you told me that this this water was it'd just be gone you drink it all yeah I wouldn't even second get there'd be no thought I would just drink really? it you just yeah. live forever yeah wow pretty great okay. and all your friends would die because you drank all the water yeah hey right. yeah i had friends when i was like a kid i don't i'm not friends with anymore oh <laughs> take that third grade best friend i'm just saying hope you're well skip we, people always say that and they always put those in stories like oh i have to watch all my loved ones die it's like yeah i have college friends i don't see anymore are they dead no oh okay but i mean so but, like, okay the difference though is uh-huh. that you naturally grow apart from like right people that you don't see anymore whereas uh-huh. like the friends you see every day are like your wife and family yeah you're not just gonna be sick of them gradually oh gotta, maybe you are you just gotta keep investing just keep investing in just new keep people diversifying your, yeah yeah hey yeah. let's be friends you see me on. if i have kids yeah they'll have kids and then i'll just get to hang out with my grandkids and then keep going not huh. that i'm gonna want to some of my grandkids might be jerks oh i hope but not that, yeah, i hope not either that's the Dude. plot of back to the future part two. Oh, that's true so yeah there's a way to so, fix that. But you wouldn't drink the water. No. You wouldn't drink the no water. Way. I know that. I wouldn't uh, even offer uh, it to you. Look, I would I offer it to it. you, and I think you would think about it for the weekend, I but I think you would turn it. me down. But when I'm offering it to you, know that I have already drank from it, and I've... I'm going to live forever. Okay. <laughs> I guess I find there's there's two, there's really two options for what makes a good book, book club. club. Okay, we're back to the book club question. Yes. yes. And I think that it's either everyone hates it but mm-hmm. not in like a, oh that was so boring in like a really aggressive yeah. like i hated that book yeah kind of way because then mm-hmm. people just kept being like oh what about and then he yeah and then it's kind of fun okay or everybody loves it or it's so a, there's three i guess there is a three yeah. i guess the third one would be uh whether you like it or not there's a 
a question or a or a I don't know. Uh, there's something there's something posed, and there's no right or wrong answer. So mm-hmm. a good example of that would be M. L. Sedman's "The Light Between Oceans" oh. about the couple who find a baby, raise the baby for a couple of years, right. and then find yes. that the mother's still alive. And what do they do? What do you do? And so that one was really that. I mean, that's a that's a terrible book. To, it's a yeah. great book, but it's a hard book to read. And the discussion was just so good because it was everybody was like split right down the middle mm-hmm. what they thought the best thing to do was. Mm. So that was really I like that one a lot. Yeah. And actually, Joyce Carol Oates' Jack of Spades, we got a pretty good discussion going on. Yeah, too, because it was a whole like dual nature. Yeah, you know, like which this is about an author who's kind of straight laced who has a dark persona. Yeah, and the question was which ones. Which one's the persona and which one's real? Yeah. And that, that brought up a lot yeah. of interesting Which one was stuff. the mask? Yeah. And which one was Bruce Wayne? Good way to Wait, put no. it. Wait, no. Bruce Wayne's the mask. Is he? Yes. You're right. <laughs> You're definitely right there. You are right, sir. Uh, uh, do you have any... What are you doing this year? Do you think... Do you agree if, if Batman mm. is the identity and yeah. Bruce Wayne is the mask, yeah. then do you also agree that uh, Clark Kent's the real one and Superman's the mask. Hmm. It's trickier. I always think it's kind of a third nature. I feel uh, like when Clark's just like chilling, not wearing the glasses, not like tripping and being like, gosh, Lois, he's just like yeah. Clark hanging around uh-huh. Smallville. I feel like that's the real that's the real one. Okay. And the dorky Clark and Superman are sort of both mm. personas. Yeah. So okay. anyway. Fun. Well, um, you, I'm sorry. I know. I'm just curious what you have. Do you have any in plan specifically for this year? Teens are so freaking hard. I don't know. So, it seems like I, I pick smaller things. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, not a big thing. I think um, with the with the kids, um, I mean, there's classics, mm-hmm. which is good because they're young. You're talking about the, the 10 to 12 yeah. age? Yeah. Okay. So, like, even though we all think, oh, The Outsider is so old, they've never read it, and they've right. only been on this earth for, like, 10 years. Have you done, like, Hatchet or anything like that? No, we haven't done them? Hatchet. That's, mm-hmm. a pro- that's a pretty good one. Yeah, that'd be good. Um so, I don't know. I can't believe you haven't done like White Fang or Call of the Wild. Yeah, That's well, though those probably could be a little bit older. Older, I think. They, I mean, their the books themselves are older, so I can't remember how sparse the writing is. Um, okay. It it helps if the kids feel like they can read through it. Mm. Well, I don't think any like falling behind. So okay. you have to pick. You have to pick. You can't pick like thick books. Um, you know, we couldn't pick a Sarah J. Moss book because right. it was like 500 pages. What if it's uh, her new Catwoman book coming out? Yeah, I don't think so. Can't do that. Okay. Yeah. So you have to, uh, I find it has to be slightly short so even somebody who has some issues reading can still finish it. I think length is an important factor regardless of reading yeah. skills. I mean, yeah. I know when I'm picking a book, I try yeah. I try to top it off at like 400. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just like, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know? So that is that is a factor. Yeah. Definitely. So... Um, yeah, I usually just think like, what did I really enjoy reading as a kid? Um, because you, you get a little, like now you couldn't like suggest reading an outsiders to your page turners group because right. we're like, Oh, the outsiders, that's like 50 years old. Yeah, it is. But though we did to kill a mockingbird and that brought us a lot. I mean, that was a good one. Um, so yeah, I haven't picked too many and I feel, you know, like the newer ones, you either have to read them or hope that anybody's read it and reviewed it in a way right. that you can can tell. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So. Okay. I read them all. It also has to be something that I think I can read in a month. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. No, uh, the girl who drank the moon. 
Oh, that was super long. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I don't know if it was long or just felt like it was long. Did that win the that win the Newberry, right? Yeah, that was long yeah. and boring. I don't know who that was for. We'll be covering those pretty soon. Speaking of Newberry, that's a January thing. So oh yeah, that should and be coming out in the we next have to couple do of weeks. Our 2018 most anticipated books. Yeah. Yes, we certainly do. Yeah. Well, let me quickly run through and the... 2018 page to screen. Yeah, there's that's a lot exciting. There. Yeah, there are. Not All right. not three Tom Hanks movies <laughs> yeah. that are probably gonna bomb. Did any of those do good? Origin didn't, The Circle didn't, and The King's... Hologram for the King. Yeah. No, I don't think any of those did well. Yeesh. Sorry, Tom. I The only one that I really liked out of those was Hologram for the King, and that was really good. It's too bad so. that Holly, the nicest guy in Hollywood yeah. can't open a movie anymore. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. All right, here's the patron selections for 2018. Patron picks will just be picked on a month-to-month basis. I yeah. can't help you. We were kind of talking to you and I about doing The Haters by Jesse Andrews for our YA for Adult Book Club this summer, but that's a long ways away. Yeah. Page Turners, you can join us every Wednesday at 3.30. Sorry, the first Wednesday of every month at 3.30. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on the other uh, Patron Picks book, it's the third Tuesday of every month, also at 3.30. All right, so here is what we have for Page Turners. Uh, we're currently doing The Long Fall by Walter Mosley, and that's going to be February 7th. Yeah. Uh, North of Boston by Elizabeth Elo. March 7th. Elizabeth E.L.O.? Yes. E-E-L-O. Yeah, she, she turns to stone when you come home. So. <laughs> uh, the Last Coyote by Michael Connolly is April 4th. Uh-huh. The Midnight House by Mr. Alex Berenson. Uh, May House 2nd. Wasn't... No, that wasn't one of the scary books we read about. No, I don't think so. Okay. It sounds like a good one. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth George, as I mentioned, we're doing The Great Deliverance on June 6th. Mm-hmm. Our uh, summer reading program books, which are music-themed, our Basket Case by Carl Hyacin and Playing with Fire by Tess Gerritsen. Uh, then in September, we have The Cuckoo's Calling by Robert Galbraith, who's mm-hmm. really J.K. Rowling. Uh. Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn, author of Gone Girl. Uh, our Halloween pick this year is The Dead Zone by Stephen King. <laughs> then we have One Shot by Lee Child. And we're ending with Santa Claude by Rita Mae Brown and Sneaky Pie Brown. Sneaky Pie Brown. So we hope you join us for any and Kitty all of those. Kitty extraordinaire. Keep I'm an sorry, eye out. Extraordinary meow. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. How about extraordinary meow? Yeah. That's that pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, join us for any and all of those. Patron yeah. picks will be announced every yeah. month. Yeah. Keep your eye out for our yeah. YA for Adults book club. We'll have you pulling your whiskers out. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. I like it. It's very yeah. good. Anyway, join us for a book club. Yeah. It's very low key. We have yeah. a lot of fun. Should be a good time. Readers looking for a murder mystery that hasn't been declawed. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, I thought yes. you were paying attention, so you're actually <laughs> you're actually getting a lot better at that. Uh, this month we have Rachel Bell and Karen Axelrod coming back to do their show Peregrine Road. Uh-huh. Uh, Rachel plays accordion. Karen's a, a great pianist, so it's a, it should be a fun night. Are we're there doing any a- Peregrine Falcons involved? Maybe. <gasps> There's not. Oh. Uh, Rachel's leading a kids workshop before that, so we'll have information yeah. about that as we get closer. Yeah. Uh, then book clubs, movies. Our senior matinee this year or this month is American Graffiti. Yeah, which is airing uh, the twenty third Tuesday at yeah. two o'clock, and, and then we're uh, showing our first uh, after Monday matinee on Monday the fifteenth. Sky High. That's at three thirty. Right. The library is closed, but the movie will go on. So yeah. we got you covered. Yeah. Anything and, you want yeah. to mention? And if you miss American Graffiti, uh, Turner Classic Movies is showing it right now. Twenty four seven. Twenty four seven in a in a loop. So. Good times. Yeah. No, we still haven't picked our uh we still haven't picked our February movie yet. 
Oh, okay. It's always tough at this time yeah, of year. Yeah, well, you're kind of like, waiting to see what comes you gotta out. You've got to wait until Coco comes out on DVD. But that's going to come out until May, so it's going to be a... Really? Oh, actually, that makes sense, because oh, our theme perfect. for summer reading is music. Music, yeah. So Libraries li- rock. That's true. We do. We're sorry about the slogan. Yeah. I mean, we do rock, yeah. but we're sorry. Yes. Final note on book clubs. The Goodreads yeah. uh, most popular book club book mm-hmm. is The Help by I, Catherine yeah. Stockett, which we have not done. I think my favorite book club. Yeah that we've done here and i notoriously don't like book clubs notoriously yeah it's it's the one thing everybody knows about he me is notorious um the one i liked was station 11 oh yeah because emily st yeah st john mandel right? yeah because yeah. i really liked the book yeah and it was like a smaller group yeah. at that time and i think i was the only one that straight up liked it and the other people that they were that were there couldn't really figure out how they felt about it yeah and we just got to talk about well that's that's the thing that comes yeah. up you know with the book clubs where i mean i'm constantly reading things that i wouldn't normally read and yeah. sometimes i'm really surprised by yeah. my reaction to them yeah so. i don't think i would have ever picked up picked up station 11 yeah but i did and remember folks it's not a long-term commitment yeah doing one doesn't mean you have to do yeah. all of that you don't even have to finish the book which that's true which As i we learned think, from jerusalem in yeah i think a lot of people think that like if you sign up for a book club then you're in the book club forever, forever but yeah. it's a it's a one and done we're gonna deal email you we're gonna text you 24 7 no you sign up you do one yeah if you never want to do it again that's fine yeah but we hope you'll come back yeah because we miss you oh all right uh we'll see you next Hang week for chief. episode 126 <laughs>